Hey everyone and welcome back to the Purposeful Mindset Podcast. I'm honestly so grateful that you're subscribed to my podcast and I'm excited to share yet another episode with you. This podcast is all about bringing servant leaders to share their top five actionable life lessons with you all in hopes to inspire you to take more action in your life and find your true purpose. Today I have such an incredible, amazing guest that I'm so excited to share her wisdom with you all. Her name is Martha Huck and she's the founder of Hedgeford and Berkeley, which is an established design and build firm that turns the traditional approach to construction and design on its head. Her previous career was a mechanical engineer, originally specializing in propulsion cooling for military vehicles. As renovations become more complex, the need to have well laid out plans became imperative and Martha wondered why so many construction companies lacked a regard for elevating style while planning the details. Martha has been building a firm that carefully balances the technical and creative facets of the construction world. In this episode, Martha shared her top five actionable life lessons with you all, which has helped her grow into the servant leader she is today. And here are the five lessons that she shared. The first one was to train to be uncomfortable, basically gaining a lot more mental toughness in your life. The second thing she shared was to be belief driven, meaning believing in what you do so bad. The third thing that she shared was to learn from your mistakes, basically meaning grow into a better version of you. The fourth thing that she shared was don't compare yourself to others. You're on your unique journey, so just enjoy your journey. And the last thing that she shared was to focus on recharging yourself. Self-care and taking time out for your own mental health is so important. Two of the quotes that I loved that she shared in this episode was believing that whatever you want to have happen will happen. And the second one is if you believe you can do it, you can do it. Make sure you guys go and connect with her after you've listened to this episode. And without further ado, let's get straight into the episode. Hey, Martha, thank you so much for being with me on the Purposeful Mindset podcast. I'm honestly super excited to have this chat with you. We already had a long chat before I press record. And I'm super grateful to have been connected with you, to know your story now, to know what you've been up to. And seriously, honestly speaking, after looking at what you've done in the last five years and going to your website and stalking you a little bit there, (laughs) I was like, wow, like the company you've built, the interior design work that you're doing, I'm like, like, for me, it kind of, it helped me envision my future dreams. Like I want to have, like I said to you, I want that, that black and that dark kind of tone. I want that tone in my life in, in, in an apartment one day like that. And it gave me like, it kind of reignited my dream. So honestly, I love what you're doing. Um, and I really just want go, to go straight into this because I know everybody will go and they'll check you out. They'll, they'll, they'll hear your story. They probably have seen your story somewhere on YouTube. But I really want to go into like you sharing the, the life lessons that you've gone through so far that have really impacted you to grow your business that big in five years, to go through all the challenges that you've been through and to have the success that you have today. And I genuinely just like, I'm just, I want to just listen because yeah. I'm super excited. 
Yeah, no, I really appreciate it. And yeah, I would definitely love to uh, talk to you more about it. It's kind of funny because people always say like, you know, what are your top five things or what are these lessons? But you don't really stop to realize that it's just inherently who you are and you just do these things because it's your instinct. And then you think about, okay, so what are the five instincts of what, like, how do you define what you've been doing? Because it's just in you. And then how do you list the things? But I'm going to do my best to kind of share what I think is responsible for getting me to where I am today. Awesome. Yeah. All right. You want to hit my I love it. I want to, I want to go straight into it. What's, what's the first <laughs> one? Like, I want to know the first one. <laughs> they all heard me. They hear me every week. They want to hear Martha. <laughs> you know what? Um, yeah, there's a lot. But I think that one of the key things that I do all the time is that I believe that you should always be training to be your best in a moment where you're at your lowest, because I think Mm -hmm. that this is something where I, it's easy to be strong on a good day. And, you know, if it's exercise, it's like, it's easy to go out for a run and train really hard when the weather is nice and you're feeling great, but it's on the days that you don't feel like doing it that's the that's what really tests you because you don't rise to the level of your expectations you actually fall to the level of your training so all of a sudden if it's a long day and I'm working till four o'clock in the morning at somebody's place because I said that I would get something done there's every you know all of my energy is going towards doing what I say that I'm going to do and I think that being able to persevere through those moments is what you need to train for so part of how I train for that is uh, running you know I was I was training to run really fast for a short amount of time and it's the times where like your lungs are burning and you're seriously questioning yourself because like you can you can hear your brain be like why are you doing this and actually in anything it's like even if I'm working on someone's stuff at four o'clock in the morning I'm just thinking like what am I doing? Everyone else is sleeping. Why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. But honestly, it is those things that when you come out through the other side of it, then that's the reward of it. You know, the awards that we win is a lot of our portfolio pieces that were difficult to accomplish, but that's what sets you apart. And I think that if you really train to be uncomfortable, you you grow and you don't even realize that you do. But then when you feel that that pressure again, you're like, yeah, I've done this before and I'll get mm-hmm. through it again. It's not comfortable, but you get through it and other people will just stop and then they'll never get through it. Yeah, I love that. You know, it reminded me of like just literally this week, I went for a run with my friend and like, I, I, bear in mind, I'm not a really good runner. I'm more of a hit training, crazy yeah. circuit, animal flow type of guy. I'm very like um, explosive type of trainer. And so I went for a jog with him like down the river this week. And like, I don't know, maybe like in a, about a mile or two miles in, I was like, man, I felt like a granddad, you know, like my yeah. lower back gave in. And I was like, oh man, this is actually really hurting me. He's like, no, 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 bro, you have to keep going because it's only when it's hurting that means it's working. That means yeah. something is now, you know, uh, has triggered your body to be like, okay, go into stealth mode and, and start pushing yourself extra. So I did that, did that, did that. And you know what? Like genuinely speaking, because I pushed myself and I kept going, I thought something worse will happen. But realistically, my body kind of trained that part of my body to just kind of get used to that, yeah. that, that pain. And it just yeah. kind of pushed through the pain. And it just kind of just made me just want to keep going after that. I was like, oh, you know what? It's actually gone. Like, let's keep going. Have you ever heard of um, this guy called David Goggins? Yes. Um, so David Goggins talks about that all the time. And I actually tried it because when I was trying to run, um, I think it was 20 kilometers in five five, no, 20, 20 minutes, 25 kilometers in 20 minutes. Um, 
training for it was incredibly painful. Um, and I was pregnant. So the further into my training I got, the more pregnant I became and the more difficult it became, but I just kept doing it. And then at like nine months pregnant, I'm doing two a days at the gym because I was determined to get there and then COVID hit and then I couldn't reach my treadmill goal. (laughs) But one thing that he said was, it's a funny thing that happens on the other side because your body is like, stop, 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 stop. But what happens is that when you actually just say to your mind, I'm doing this, your mind, your body actually finds a way to help you get through it. It's a weird, like transcendence. It's really bizarre. And then the first time I tried it on the treadmill, I think I was at like four minutes or something of running at this pace. And then I was just like, okay, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. And then I was like, oh, okay, what if I get to like seven minutes? And then at seven minutes, it was this weird thing that my body was just like over it. And then you were like, oh, I could do this for 11 minutes, for 15 minutes. Yeah. And and until then, I had never gotten past the four minute mark. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, you your body finds a way of helping you accomplish it, which is the absolute weirdest thing ever, but it does. Yeah. No, it's so powerful. And that's why I always tell people when I train them or coach them is that your mind is way more powerful than you really think it is. Because yeah, I think everything is. comes from your thoughts. Your thoughts yeah. are what what send the kind of um, the energy um, to the rest of your body. And so everything starts from your mind. If you, if you think you can't do something, then you're never going to be able to do it. Yeah. When you yeah, suddenly yeah. shift it and you're like, hey, you know what? Well, something that one of my mentors taught me was, what would the 10 times bolder version of you do right now? Mm-hmm. And then, so I kind of combined my, what my mentor taught me and what Mel Robbins says about the five second rule. So I'm mm-hmm. like, what would you do if you were 10 times bolder, Sadiq? And then count down five, four, three, two, one, boom. Go, <laughs> go and do that thing that you're procrastinating on, that you're not taking action on, that you're being yeah. lazy about, that you're stuck mm-hmm. in your comfort zone. Use these two questions and go, just, yeah. just take action. And then suddenly yeah. everybody's like, this, those two things have really impacted a lot of people. And I think that's how you can take my action and, and, and get out of your comfort zone. Yeah, that's actually Love another that. one of them is that I believe that all behavior is belief driven. So mm-hmm. a lot of people can't do something because they believe that they can't do it. But when I set out my business, I was I just believed that we would be an award-winning company. And I really stopped at nothing to be, I don't know, just accomplish that goal. But it wasn't that I was driven to just shout as loudly as I could about how good we were. I actually just said, I'm going to put my head down and for 10 years, I'm going to work as hard as I possibly can to create something that is, you know, portfolio worthy. And I'm going to have one standard and I don't care how tired I am, how broke I am. I'm, I'm going to make every project at that level. And we won our first award the first year. And then we became internationally known three years later. Like it's, it's, I, awesome. I don't know. I think that if you if you really believe it, you you will accomplish it. But it's also in terms of how you see your failures, because if you strive for really great things, you're going to get knocked down. Mm. Because if you aren't getting knocked down, then you I don't believe that you're striving <laughs> high yeah. enough. You know what yeah. I mean? There's this really good quote that says, if you're not embarrassed by who you were six months ago, you're not growing enough. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I see that. I love that. It's so true, though, because I think I mean, I always tell people, like, go and push yourself more, like, dream bigger. Like, someone will, someone always, when I go live on, like, TikTok or Instagram, somebody always asks me, Sadie, what's your dream? What's your dream? What's your, what motivates you to keep positive and take action every day? And I always tell them, like, this one dream that I have is so big, even I'm scared of it. But I'm like, I don't know if it's going to ever happen, but I believe in myself delusionally so much that (laughs) it's possible, it's possible in my lifetime it may happen. 
And so I'm going to push for that. And if I miss, it doesn't matter. I know that I've worked my hardest to get there. And that was, that was actually, like, there's a massive stadium here in the UK and it fits. It's not for speaking gigs. Okay, let's put it that way. It's, it's for like music festivals and like huge, huge, huge events. And it holds 90,000 people. Wow. I'm like, one day, Sadie, you're going to be on that stage as, as have like hosting an event there with 90,000 people in the crowd that know you through, through online, offline, however they know you, they, that you have impacted these people somehow to be in that stadium, 90,000 of them. And you are going to be there doing like one of, the, one of your most powerful speeches you've ever given. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of, and that's one of my biggest dreams. And I've visualized it, and I keep visualizing it. And I'm taking action every single day, and and growing on social media, and helping as many people as I can offline as well. Mm-hmm. And I just know that even if I don't hit that goal, I mean, let's just let's just start off by saying that is a humongous, stupid, <laughs> scary goal, right? Because it's like ninety thousand, like Tony Robbins doesn't even get ninety thousand people. Right? How the hell are you gonna get there? But I just believe, right? And everything starts from belief. For me, yeah. it's like, I think bigger, guys. Like, it's well, not no, thinking so small. Well, because if you're thinking about 90,000 people, what might happen? A, you might get 90,000 people. B, you might get 5,000 people. If you aim for 5,000, you might get 50 people. So you might as well aim for the 90,000. Exactly. You know I mean? it, it's free. It's free for you to dream bigger than what you're dreaming right now. So why don't you just dream the bigger one? It's not like in life when you don't have 50,000 pounds to yeah. put down for something and you're like, holy crap, I'm scared to invest in this. Yeah. But in your, when it comes to your dreams, it doesn't matter. Like you can dream mm-hmm. as big as you can. But I think some people do need the encouragement to go and dream bigger and think bigger and stop thinking so tiny and like, oh, I'm just going to go do this in a year. And it's like, no, that's nothing. Like, I know, because I think that your belief system really dictates how you um, kind of get through things as well, because it's how you deal with your own failures, right? So if you, um, I don't know, if you if you aim to be the, the best in the world, or say you want to speak in front of 90,000 people, if that doesn't happen, but you speak in front of 50,000 people, you have the ability to say, I failed because I didn't get 90,000, or you can say, I succeeded because I got 50,000, you know? Um, it's like when Olympians get third place, and people are like, oh God, I can't believe you missed first place, and they're like, I got third in the in the world. I'm okay, you know? Yeah. But I think that that's, it's hard because when you're ambitious and when you're goal-driven, if you don't make that goal, it is hard because you, your identity is wrapped up in it, right? Yeah. And I yeah. think it's really hard to just be like, oh, that's not a big deal. Yeah. I'm just gonna just going to keep on trucking. I think that it's, it's hard to do that. And mm. I think what you have to practice is a different mindset to say, I may not have succeeded in that way, but I learned this lesson and this lesson. I always say for myself, like, I'm so happy and grateful when I make mistakes, whether it's like, you know, royally screwing something up on a project or whatever it is, you, you cannot think of everything for our projects. We prototype a lot. And so we are learning as we go and, and it's never going to be perfect because it's a lot of, most of the time it's the first time I'm doing it. Right. Yeah. Um, but what I say to my team and to my, to my clients all the time is that anytime that you make a mistake, you have to learn from it because you have to make sure that you're never going to make that same mistake again. Definitely. And I think that a lot of times like you, you're trying to like be perfect, but it's not really about being perfect. And people will say like strive for excellence or whatever, you know, that that's just the path of, of not being, not being hard on yourself to say, I failed. You have to be able to say, I failed, but I learned from it. And I'm so glad that I did it early in my career because I'm not going to make this mistake again. Um, and then the next thing that you try that is 
more bold than you tried, you know, the year before that. I think that you just keep failing forward. I know it sounds really cheesy, but that's just the way it goes. And I think that every time you do fail, if your mindset says get back up, you're so much stronger. You've built those calluses and you're able to persevere through that. A lot of it is um, just being able, just knowing that if you could have gone through those really bad times before that you can get through it again. And I think that if you shy away from it and you say like, oh, it's just not for me, nothing that's good is easy. You know, isn't that, isn't that the saying? And I think yep. that if you want a job that's no stress, you can't expect to be to have this mad success because you did nothing to, to get it. Like, so why should somebody just hand you a million dollars or a public speaking event for 90,000 people? Like you did, you did no grind to get yep. that. You know? mm. And I also think another thing is that you can't compare yourself to other people because yeah. you haven't trained like them. So you can, you do not have the audacity to say, I'm going to be like you. Like if I, people always say like, you know, who's your competition and blah, blah, blah. I actually don't really look at who my competition is because I'm in my own lane and I'm doing the best that I can, the best version that I can, because no one has my training. So no one's going to react the way that I do, but I don't have their training either. I don't, I don't, I can't compete with them. They have an entire lifetime of learning lessons, solving problems and learning from them in a way that I don't. So I never, I just don't compare myself to them, you know, you can be inspired by people, but there's no point in being jealous and there's no point in outrunning them or anything like that. Set your own goal and outrun yourself. Like this, put your head down to the work and you'll yeah. get further ahead. You honestly will. Um, yeah, I don't know. What other things do I think about? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, knowing when to stop. That's actually a good one. How do you know um, when enough is enough and how do you know when to pivot? What do you think? That's a good question, you know, I, I, and I really like this question because I think, like me personally, I always tell people, like, as much as I work super hard on the podcast, on the content, mm -hmm. on, you know, social media and my business coaching and speaking and, and events and stuff that I had planned online and offline or whatever. But the one way that I know that I have had, not have, not have had enough, but when I know I need to rest, I need to you know recover and to slow down. And a lot of the people that know me that's listening, they know this one thing that I always do to just zone out from the whole world and yeah. just, just to have my own self-care is I actually go to the cinema alone. Mm -hmm. So I take nobody with me. <laughs> no one's going with me. No sharing, nothing. Just me, some popcorn, uh, uh, an iced coffee or something. And I'm just there and I zone out for two hours and I just watch a movie by myself. Because for me, I've trained my mind that Sadiq, when you have worked, when you have been working super hard and that you know you need rest and your body is tired and literally your eyes are shutting at 3 a.m. in the morning when you're still up editing a podcast, you know the next day you're going to have to take some time out and not work at all or do very little and take rest. So I go, I drive to the cinema, I sit there, zone out, my phone is switched off for two hours. Nobody can call me, text me, message me, comment, nothing. And I just disappear. For me, I know that that's my way of shutting down. And also when I get frustrated or angry or like just, you know, everything has um, just gone downhill for me, for my way of also getting out of that nutshell um, is to basically just go and work out, go for a walk, go into nature is my favorite thing. Because mm -hmm. I think when you go out and you just find some internal peace and some amazing things and inspiration and creativity mm -hmm. comes into your mind, that actually triggers me to come back and be like, holy crap, I just had this amazing thought while I went for, 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 that, for that run, for the workout, for, the, for that piece. Yeah. And so, yeah, I would say for me, it's like I know how it is for me to kind of just shut down and just um, disappear from the world 
because I know how I'm functioned and I'm naturally an action taker like if that makes sense so I'm always I have to do something I can't sit there I can't sleep in the daylight like it's yeah. very weird so I'm always doing something and I'm very active so when I'm when I know I've been working super hard I know okay so you need to take this day off mm-hmm. and just go and chill go to the cinema go out go for a drive do something that is just for you yeah so that's 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 the way I kind of that's a, a big thing too because I think that if you are an energetic person I think that people think that the energy is um what's that word like it's it's infinite you know infinite, but yeah. the that to be able to run at the level that you run at it's not sustainable to be at 100% all the time or in in our case we're probably 120% all the time Um, and I think that the biggest thing is that I'm learning actually now more and more is that you have to learn what recharges you so Mm -hmm. you have to be able to define it so that you can repeat it so for you if it's like going to the cinema that works and that's that's what you need to do once in a while and I think sometimes what I used to give into was a lot of people saying like but I need this but I need this but I need this and it's like okay you know what I'm going to put myself on hold so that I can get you what you need and it's still really hard for me to say like I'm actually just gonna take a day off or a week off or I'm not gonna get that for you because if if my energy is gone everything else suffers and for me one thing is like laughter just something as simple as you know spending time with friends or family and laughing is that's a recharge being in nature is a recharge you know maybe say not- I laugh too much though what do you what do you say about that about what <laughs> People say I laugh too much. Yeah. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm always laughing when they're with me. Like I just can't help it. You know what I mean? But then there's also like finding the, the time to do it too. So for you, if you take two hours to go do that at the cinema, I think that's really good. But it's even little things like, you know, driving in the car and taking 15 minutes between, you know, um, meetings or something to just maybe it's listen to a pump up song, maybe it's listen to something else. But um, I, I, I noticed that like you, you can't sustain it. And I noticed my energy levels go down because there are times where I can work till midnight and then times at like three o'clock, 3 p.m. I'm like, I think I need a break. And it's like the weirdest thing. So I'm like, it's only 3 p.m. <laughs> like what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be 11 by now, you know? But, but I think energy needs to be really uh, looked after because your mindset and your energy I think are really tied together it's not it's not just your physical but it's all I think tied mentally yeah yeah definitely yeah I love that it's so true because I think for me as well another thing that came into my mind was like when when you don't have enough energy to do something you don't even want to like reply to the people or you don't want to like respond or reply to people in your life because you know you're not in the right frame of mind to do that and so it's so important not to this is why I tell people as well, like when you're angry, me as well, when I'm angry um, or frustrated really, really badly about something, don't say anything. Like don't mm-hmm. shout, don't scream, don't hit anybody. That's the time where to control your anger, you be silent or you, the first thing, something when you were saying just now about going for a drive and stuff, I think the key for me is to move out, yeah. of, the, out of the zone you're in because yeah. the negativity is in the zone that you're in. It's just like a shield. Um, mm-hmm. That anger, the frustration, that downtime, that rest that you need, it's, in the, it's where you are, it's your room, it's yeah. your house. And um, something I did actually, Amartha, that you might find interesting as well, in the last five years of me kind of doing my, all my uh, yeah, social so. media content, I used to leave my, so I used to come home from work and I used to leave my house and go and sit in a hotel lobby every single day just mm-hmm. to work on social media and add people and build my community. And all, that's how I built my brand. 
genuinely out of my house every single day sitting in some kind of a cafe or most lo- most of the hotel lobbies in London I know all of them now I just, <laughs> I just tried different ones and see which one's nice which ones are fancy which ones are cool which ones would be nice to have meetings in which ones have a nice view like I know all of them now and that's because I went I experimented I, I moved my body I got up from this comfortable chair and I went somewhere where it's, it's unknown to me and that yeah. helped me take more action so that's something that really has helped me Hmm. Yeah, I know. I think that that's true because I think that any of these good like endorphins and things like that, I think that that's the chemical that is, it gives you the ability to melt away stress. So you have to find a way of, of getting to that. Like that's your coping me- mechanism. Maybe it's laughter or just time, peacefulness, recharging in, in nature or whatever it is. But if you can figure out how to re-harness that energy, then you'll be unstoppable. But otherwise you will just experience burnout. And I think people who are ambitious, they experience burnout often and they don't know how to get back out, you know, and then just doing a disservice to everyone, obviously. But again, easier said than done because there's not enough time in the day. Right. But yeah, sometimes I wish we have more than 24 hours. Right. But it's like, all my days, 24 hours is gone. And like, where's time? I want more time. And it doesn't, and we, as you know, like we all get the same hour of time. So what, what really annoys me is the people that say they don't have time or they, they don't know how to prioritize their time. Cause I'm like, how? Like, I'm, trust me in person, I'm busy. Okay. Yeah. I'm busy. Cause like, you don't have a job and do a business and do content and, you know, run social media and you don't, you don't do all the things that I do. You just do probably these two things. And yeah. you're stressed out about that. And when you're saying you don't have time, it's because you're freaking watching Netflix <laughs> or, you're, or, you're, or, you're, or, you're, or you're reading a book that you're not even taking action on. So why are you doing that? That's your time that you spare up. And that's where you can actually go and fit this thing is the mm-hmm. specific thing where you can actually do what you want towards your goals. And it just comes back to prioritizing that time because most people suck at that. Oh, I know. I know. But, that, but that's the thing. I think I learned uh, this lesson a long time ago, but people people do exactly what they want to do. So if they say to you, like, I really just don't have time to do that, they just don't really want to do it badly enough, you know? Yeah. And, and it, they, because if you wanted to do it, you would always find a way of getting it done. And I think that that's what makes somebody unstoppable and relentless because they will find the loopholes, they will find the workaround plans, they'll just get it done. And and I think that the people who are like, no, it's impossible. It's like, then you just didn't want it bad enough. And I think if you keep trying and keep trying and keep trying and it keeps failing, then you need to just be trying other avenues, you know, and I, the goal has to stay the same all the time, but the path that you take to get there has to change, you know, and if yours is like helping people, or you know, touching people and making sure that you're in their lives in a positive manner, I think that it doesn't have to be podcasts or whatever it is. That's just one avenue of getting mm. it done. But then you'll pivot, change and try another avenue because your goal of helping people and, you know, uh, having an impact on their lives, that's the goal. It's not, you know, even when you say like, my goal is to have 90,000 people at the stadium, it, the goal is really not the amount of people. It's actually because you want to have an impact on that many people's lives. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. And the way that you'll get there is going to, I don't know that it's going to change for the whole life, but that's, that's the driving point. Right. But yeah, yeah people do what they want to do. And I think that if you are working with somebody um, or you're surrounded by somebody who just keeps telling you like, no, we can't get it done because of this, it's incredibly draining, incredibly draining. And I, I don't know if you've ever, talk to somebody who's all of a sudden like oh yeah we can do that it's just like Mm. oh breath of fresh air like you know that's those yes people those like-minded people 
those people who strive to find those loopholes to get it done, they're just so inspiring to me. And I couldn't imagine being with people who are like, oh, it's just not going to work. And yeah. so the thing with my business, there was no opportunity for me to say it's not going to work. It was always going to work because I, I was not going to, I wasn't going to settle for, for a consequence of it not working. I, I just wasn't, that wasn't going to be the conclusion for me. Love that you just you just stayed resilient and you just knew your, yeah. you knew your goal you knew like everybody that's gonna come I don't give a crap I'm just in my lane I just wanted I, you were just so focused on your vision and your goal and you didn't let distractions as I call them you didn't let any of these distractions these negative people to kind of slow you down while you're just tunnel vision on your mission yeah. and I love that like and I saw and I see that in your work too because like only just got to know you recently but just looking because I can I'm very good at just looking at someone's kind of bio or just like their history what they've been doing what they've been doing and obviously have um a kind of picture in my mind like this person has genuinely has worked super hard because this isn't just this isn't just something that anybody can just put up from a mm -hmm. from a creative adobe premiere kind of you know website or something right this is something this person has done and has been through and probably made so many challenges you know so many failures along the way and had so many challenges that now they are here right now with me on the podcast sharing their lessons and what they've learned right so that's super cool i know that's the thing like you get so many scars and so many bruises along the way and and it's it's a lonely relentless you know grind that you have to go through and it, it's not easy, but the, the rewards of it are incredible. And I think that what people forget is that as you're climbing and the, the dreams get bigger and your accomplishments get bigger, um, one thing that is just crazy is that like your ceilings get taller, but the floor gets lower as well. And, and you can have epic failures and you can be so down on yourself, but then then the next round of success gives you all that bout of energy to like keep going and, and strive for bigger things. But um, it, it's just always going to be the highs and lows. And that's one thing that's actually crazy that I never knew about entrepreneurialism before I got into it was that it, it, the amount of emotions that you go through in a 24 hour period is like no other. Like <laughs> your old job or your current job of where you kind of like you, you clock in and then you do your work and then you go home and it's just like, all right, that was my day. Yeah. In an entrepreneurial day, it's like, is my company, <laughs> is it succeeding? You know, did I lose this great person? Did I gain this other great person? It's, you know, it, it, there's just so many moving pieces and so many balls in the air that you're juggling that um, it, it's the, the highs and lows. Like you have to be able to persevere through it because the amount of energy it takes to like be able to harness all of those is, it's like no other, you know, um, but it's, it's just tough. That's the thing. It's really tough. And I think that people who don't go through it because I ha I work for a big company. I had no small business knowledge whatsoever. That was the, the biggest thing to me is I never understood the journey. I never understood what these people go through, the pressures they go through and how to come out through it on the other end. And, um, you know, I, I spent time in the military in my younger years. And I think that the perseverance of getting through that really taught me resilience and taught me discipline to believe and keep going through it but it's still tough like and I it's so funny because um I was listening to this uh um speech by what's the the guy from Alibaba um the founder Jack Ma 
Yes, 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 yes. Uh, it was so funny because he was—he just said this line. He was like, uh, "You think that your problems are big? You have no idea what I deal with on a daily basis." And I was thinking, like, it's so true. Because here I am being like, "Oh, my business is so hard," but it's just like you have no idea. Like in ten years, the problems I had. <laughs> <laughs> like how did I ever stress about that yeah. but that's why I'm trying to really learn mental strength because your mindset is what gets you through it and the days that I just want to pack it in and just be like whatever I'm just gonna go do nothing for six months because I'm telling you like I I've lost enough sleep in the last five years that I could sleep for a, a very long time <laughs> Uh, and bet that's just, on your dream list as well like sleep for one whole day <laughs> <laughs> one day off that's what I want yes exactly yeah that's that's the luxury but I think that it's it's funny that you say that because it is a luxury like sleeping is a luxury taking time off is a luxury but I also think that as a CEO and a founder and an entrepreneur I think that a luxury is also to feel things because when catastrophe is happening or you're under a lot of stress and you lead a team, you don't have the luxury of just being upset. There are days where things are crumbling that I don't get to just put my head under the covers and say, I'm not going to get up. Every day you have to get up, you have to focus and you have to build the strength in your team. And, and a lot of that is like one thing that I wish that one day someone could just say to me, don't worry, I've got this, you know, you can count on me and I'm going to pull you through this. When you're an entrepreneur or you're the founder or CEO or whatever, it's all on your shoulders and you don't, you don't have that luxury to just, just cry one day or just to be sad about something or just give up because people's livelihoods depend on you. You've made promises that you better be keeping if you want to be a top company, because the minute that you start disappointing people, you're, you're only as good as, as your word. And if you stop doing things that you say you're going to do, it's, it's, it's downhill from there, you know, or maybe that's just the pressure I put on myself, but it's relentless. You know, it's crushing at times, but then again, I am my own boss and I, it's funny. I always say that you get to choose which half of the day you work the first 12 hours or the second. (laughs) So true. It's actually so true. And there's, there's a lot of people that feel like that right now in the world too, because like they're really hustling and especially with what's happening in the world, they're in two minds as well. Like they're trying to think, when do we work? When, what's going on in the world? They're very un- insecure and unsure about where, what's happening in the world. Yeah. Whereas what you said before, I think was just to touch on that was really powerful about mental toughness. I think as we keep on building our mindset, our mental toughness, um, and, and find ways to continuously inspire ourselves. Because I don't think that we never, we never really lose motivation. We just, we don't gain enough inspiration during the day. And that's why we don't feel positive and pumped up every day. Like I wake up every day and the first thing I do is just repeat what I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for being alive. I'm, like I see a blind person in the road. I'm like, I'm grateful for my eyes. Like yeah. this person cannot see and they have a stick that they're shaking in front of them to see where they're going. And I have this blessing that I can see what's going yeah. on in the world. And they don't get to see that ever in their life. They're never going to get to see this beautiful world. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like the, the, the things that we forget about, just being grateful for what we have, sometimes that pumps you up. Honestly speaking, just the gratitude of just having a shower. And mm-hmm. like, that, just, that should be enough to inspire you to be like, hey, you know what? You know, I've actually got a lot more than what other people in the world right now don't have. So yeah. gratitude is like, for me, one of the biggest ones that just fuels, I think everybody, when you start practicing it, and you say it every single day, you repeat yourself, however you want to do it. Some people like to write it down. 
I don't have time to write it down. So I just, while I'm walking, I literally say it out loud to myself in my mind, sorry. Like, I just keep repeating myself, like, this is what I'm grateful for, this, 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 this. And it internally just, just put this fuel in my soul, like, man, I'm, I'm so grateful, like, mm-hmm. that I have so much more than I think. Yes, things are not going as fast as I would love them to go, but Sadiq, be patient. They're mm-hmm. coming. I think it's, yeah, um, I don't know if this is true in I'm not a psychologist, but I, I have heard that it is impossible to feel both gratefulness and anger at the same time. Sure. So if you're frustrated about something, that if you naturally just say, I'm not going to be frustrated right now because I'm going to be so grateful that I can see this beautiful world, your body is, it literally can't feel that anger anymore. So if you just keep talking about your gratefulness and gratefulness, it puts you in the different mindset just naturally. I mean, it's hard to do in the moment, but <laughs> but I feel like, that's like the, the thing about your brain is that it can't, it can't be in two of those states at the same time. Yeah, that's actually true. Yeah, it's true. And I think the best thing to do is leave the situation. So if you're angry or whatever, leave that situation and then go mm-hmm. sit somewhere, go drive somewhere, go to the park, go for a walk and then start shifting that perspective and saying to mm-hmm. yourself, oh, those gratefulness um uh, things to yourself yeah um so yeah super powerful oh man i'm so glad that we had this chat and uh, like you shared so much wisdom and i just like want to keep going and keep going but i want to ask you something that i ask kind of a lot of my last guests but i'm curious to know what what your line will be because this is the line that i that i pretty much create like a quote out of this line so this will be like martha's quote oh yeah but this is this is this is like i want you to really visualize this like you're there in the moment so imagine we are both there on that in that stage I was talking about earlier with 90,000 people there. Mm. And we're in that event and, you know, there's 90,000 people, all these eyeballs on us. Me and Martha, we're both on the stage. And, and I asked you a question on stage and I said, hey, Martha, what's the one sentence you're going to leave with everyone here tonight that they're going to ponder upon they're going to take back it's going to they're going to they're going to write it down they're going to repeat this one thing every single day what would that one sentence for Martha be to these 90,000 people oh um I mean I think it would it would be something along the lines of just believing that whatever you want to have happen will happen because I think ultimately your belief system triggers your identity. And I think that what you believe will happen because you'll make it happen. If, if you believe that it will happen, I I can't really explain it, but I think it all comes down to, to mindset for sure. And if you strive for a way of getting there, it just naturally pulls you there and all these laws of attractions and all these things, you know, maybe coming into play, but I think all it really boils down to is that if you believe you can do it, you can do it. Love that. Powerful. (laughs) That is beautiful. That's like, is that the most amazing way to just end, end the episode? Uh, Honestly, I love that. You will be receiving something from me soon for for what you just said. Um, But honestly, Martha, I'm so glad that we connected um, I'm so I'm so grateful for everything that you've shared and for all your wisdom and for all your hard work. I, like I just want to acknowledge you, if no one else has, that I think you're doing amazing things in the world. I think you're doing like seriously, like you're going big, big places, and I can already see how the, if the five years you've grown now is only been five years. Imagine the next five years, it's going to be probably double, if not triple, what you've grown now. So it's just crazy, but I can already feel it and see it because I can just tell from people's mindset. And it's pretty much why I'm a business coach because I kind of I kind of visualize my client's life before they even know it's going to happen because I see things from their mindset and how they do things in business that they're going to go a long way. 
and I can see amazing things from you. I can see that you're like you're genuinely such an inspiring leader. Mm-hmm. Um, you will give a massive TED talk one day, <laughs> and uh, you will yeah. share that TED talk and your story and everything there. I genuinely can I really visualize that I can see you do it. So um, mm-hmm. I just want to acknowledge that and just be like you know just let you know that you're doing amazing things in the world. But if all my listeners, all the viewers on YouTube, um, want to go and reach out to you or ask you a question about the business or about anything that you shared, what's the best platform that can reach out to you? I will be linking everything below the YouTube video and the podcast, but just so you can let them know what's the best way they can kind of contact you. Yeah, so my company is called Hedgeford and Berkeley, and so uh, Instagram is uh, our main social platform. So that's just at Hedgeford and Berkeley. Um, my email mkhark at Hedgeford and Berkeley. Um, I always uh, reach out to people uh, directly. People can reach out to me directly. Um, and yeah, I would say like Instagram is probably our biggest thing. We have some YouTube going on as well. So we're 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 getting there. <laughs> love it. I love it. It's gonna be a TikTok. gonna be a TikTok soon, yeah. guys. TikTok and all the new platforms coming out so um but yeah I will link everything below for you guys to go and connect with Martha make sure you go send her some love send her some messages let her know that you that you listened or you watched this on YouTube and that you appreciate her as well and um and yeah Martha I'm super grateful that we had this chat and I'm looking forward to do it again in a couple months from now we'll have you on we'll have you on again and and, and share updates on your journey I'll tell you Um, the bigger problems I have then (laughs) (laughs) you can share the the big big problems I like shit Sadik I didn't know this is gonna happen now what was I worried about? <laughs> like, oh yeah, well, I remember I was talking about those tiny, teeny things. Oh my gosh, I've gone through so much now. Like that, that's nothing. <laughs> but honestly, yeah, that was. I, I'm so grateful, and um, I learned what I want. I just want to end the show um, by basically letting you share uh, one last message with everybody, and then we'll we'll finish up. Yeah, I mean, I want to say thank you as well. I really appreciate it. I think that it's important to support other people. I think that sometimes people don't realize that the energy has such an impact on, on your life, you know, and sometimes just that pat on the back is all you need to like keep going. So I think for everyone else, um, you know, show your support to, to everyone that you, you want to show love to. Cause I think that that's really important. Um, focus on that mindset, make sure that you've got a clear mind and that you're always trying to be the best version of yourself, a good person. Um, because I think that, yeah, you can you can do a lot of good in the world just by being positive. And I think that that's what people should strive for. But work hard. <laughs> no excuses. I love, I love it. She she has to end. She has to add in that little, oh, do you know what, guys? Go and share the support and love. But still, make sure you still hustle. Okay? Make sure you still work hard. Don't be lazy. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't think it's going to come easy, right? It's, it's hard work, guys. Like she, she, she added that little brain at the end. Are you gonna still hustle or nothing's gonna happen, guys? <laughs> I love it. That's like my action taking mindset coming in. Love I, I love that. I love that. That's so true, though. I, I would have said the same. Um, but yeah, anyways, I'm gonna end the show. And um, and one last time, make sure you guys go and give Martha some love and show her, show her your support. Um, but Martha, thank you for thank you so much for being on the Purposeful Mindset podcast with me. Until our next chat, let's keep hustling. <laughs> Thank you. 
if you're still listening i just want to say a massive thank you from the bottom of my heart it truly means a lot that you're taking time out of your busy life to invest in yourself to learn something new and now as a mentor of mine once taught me teach it to others whichever platform you use share whatever you've learned today with someone else out there in the world because we all need to spread more growth mindset related content out there for people to learn and change their lives too if you haven't already please subscribe to the podcast share it with your friends let others know that there are guests on here who are sharing wisdom that's going to change their life and i hope to see you on the next episode take care